ABF Creative. ABF Creative. So I'm about to go and cop a crib, but I'm not going to put all the money down. I'm not going to take all my money out the bank, out my account and, and put it in the crib. I'm going to borrow the bread. where we seek knowledge and seek balance at the same damn time. I'm your host, Anthony Frazier, and I'm here to help you. I'm just here to here to help you along in life, you know, help you get to that next level, right? Um, I'm so happy about today. Today is all about money. Today's episode is all about money. I'm joined by my guy, Carl Joseph Black. Um, I call him CJ Black, C. Joe Black. He got so many different names, but... This guy is one of the most intelligent brothers I've met in a long time, and he helps everybody out. He he publishes a, a daily newsletter called The Dime, where he breaks down the most complex um, finance topics in the world, and, and, and he breaks it down like I'm talking right now in such layman's terms, so anyone can understand money and understand what's going on with our money, what's going on in the world with money, um, and how we can boss up. So um, today's episode is all about that, man. He gave a masterclass like, um, (laughs) yo, just sit back, relax, get a pen and paper. Also, before we start, I do have a treat for you guys. Over the next few weeks, I will be releasing two guides. One is a self-publishing guide where I teach you how I was able to create my book, self-publish my book and sell over 5,000 copies. And I'm going to show you how to produce your own podcast, Um, just like I do at ABF Creative, my company and how we get our sponsors, how we've been able to finance ourselves um, as a podcast company. So I'm going to be dropping all those gems. They will be sold on my website, justnopressure.com. That's J-U-S-T, nopressure.com. You will know about it. Peace. What's the difference between being rich and being wealthy? Well, that's the thing. Like, like many people actually use the word wealth, but really what they do mean is rich, right? Mm. Like, like the difference between rich and wealthy, like when you're looking at rich, you're probably looking at items, right? Like you're looking at, oh, this guy has a big mansion. This guy drives a very fancy car. This guy has a lot of like jewelry, you know what I mean? Like that traditional rap video, rich, yeah. right? But wealthy, like wealth is a completely different like thing. Wealth is the accumulation of resources. Like mm. it, it, wealth and wealth and power are both like very synonymous, right? Um, where you you know you have all of the contracts that give you the right to use a certain amount of land for for different types of purposes, right? Mm. Like you have, you have so much ownership in a company that you can basically tell them what you want them to do. Kind of like the Elliott management, 
um, Jack Dorsey type of situation where they mm. were, you know, like like they, they were like, yo, if you don't make the changes I want, like we gonna oust you a CEO. Like that's wealth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and that's a whole different thing. And because like, we kind of, we look at wealth and rich and we kind of put them together. Like we actually miss like the true meaning of what wealth is. Yeah. And like when you're in the hallways of both wealth and power, like you start to see like, Oh, this is actually a completely different game. Like mm-hmm. people are fighting over like mineral rights and water rights you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's a wealth battle. You know what I mean? Like people, are, people think that a wealth battle is somebody pulled up in a Porsche, somebody else pull up in a Maserati. Oh, they having a wealth battle, but it's like, nah, that's just, those are just toys. Like they are symbols of, of what could be wealth. Right. Yeah. But they aren't wealth themselves. Right. So um, that's really what I try to do online. I really try to show folks like there is a clear distinction and when you start to see like what the distinction is, you start to understand what it is that's going on around you. Yeah, Cause that's yeah, what man. money is. Like, it's just a, it's just, it's just a way for you to understand. I right, like, what do people prioritize mm-hmm. and why are they prioritizing that? Word, word. I mean, this, this is dope, man. This is a great way to kick it off because I would even say there's two different mindsets there. You just explain the definitions, but how do you explain the mindset? Like, so yeah, I might not be, um, I might not have those things, but I, I, I'm, I'm a person who does believe, yo, you, you attract how you feel, you know, in some way, shape or form. So like, how do I place myself in that wealth mindset? Like, how do I stop thinking, you know, like a person who's just trying to be obsessed with toys and start thinking about a person who like a person who's obsessed with land. Like, how do I, how do I get that mindset? Well, like I always tell folks to really start like reading the boring stuff, like Mm. start falling in love with the boring stuff. Cause within the boring stuff, you start to understand what, what wealthy people prioritize, right? Like, Mm. A lot of folks like they're like, "Word, I'm about to read the Rob Report, or I'm about to read, you know, this 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 other magazine that talks about the vehicles and the trappings and wealth, right?" But like, really, you need to be reading like The Economist or mm-hmm. The Wall Street Journal, or like putting your bread together with your homies, trying to see if you can get fifteen hundred dollars so you can get like a subscription that grants interest rate observer, right? Because now, like, you're reading what it is that they're reading. And you're starting to think the way that they think, right? Mm. Like, it's like really weird for me sometimes when I'm like walking around my neighborhood or I'm driving around because like I'll look and let's say, um, let's say like a a great example is um, I used to live in Park Slope. I lived in Park Slope for a long time. And um, there's an avenue on Park Slope called Sixth Avenue. And it used to be a two-way street, but now it's a one-way street, right? And, I, and like some folks are like, oh, yeah, that's crazy that this thing became a one way street or whatever. Yeah. Like, OK, they changed things up. But like that's a wealth play. Right. Mm. Like that's a wealth play like that. Like changing the way people move in and out of a particular area is done on purpose. Right. And it's because people want to um, increase the value of their land. People want to um, people want to make sure they limit certain access to their neighborhoods. Like, But when you're reading that type of documentation, often or you're attending certain meetings like community board meetings and you see how people are fighting over zoning rights or like like zoning laws when you start to see that you start to look 
yeah, your mindset starts to shift because now you start to prioritize these little things that give you really high returns or yeah. these little things that give you access to pathways of power or wealth, right? Wow. So so that's how you start. Like you, you literally have to start thinking like or, or reading what wealthy people read so that you can start to think like wealthy people. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I that's, that's I, the I, core. I truly, I truly do think you've you've got that you got that uh that talent man because when i'll be reading some of the stuff and you know by the way you know i'm a i'm a i love the dime you know we're gonna we're gonna link everybody up to the dime you know which you publish you you know religiously i think you publish it like every day or something yeah 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 five days a week i take off for the i take off on the weekends so i can read more wealthy stuff Nah, real talk, real talk, you know. Um, but that's what I'm getting at. Like, yo, when I read the dime, I be thinking, like, damn, yo, how you be thinking about shit like that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just be thinking, like, yo, where you even where do you even get the talent to see the world in a way other people don't see it? Cause you be calling certain stuff. You be like, Yeah, see, I told y'all it was gonna move like this, cause da 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 da. And I'm like, how do you even call it? Like, how do you even think that like two steps ahead? And I'm thinking you get that from basically reading, right? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like everything is in the papers. Like everything is in reports. Like it, it it's really insane. And I think like as a young kid, um, I hear about like how much like people that I, I used to quote unquote look up to or like still in many ways look up to how much they read. Right. Yeah. Like and, and what it is that they read and how much time they spend doing it like every day, like a great example. Like it's like the typical example, but it it's typical because it rings true. But Warren Buffett like reads like five or six newspapers every single day. Like he literally spends hours upon hours reading, 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 reading. And then like he'll read through all of that and then he'll make a decision. Right. But like you got he's reading for so long that he's like, I know why I'm making this decision Mm. or I know what I'm about to see happen next because I've read so much about it. And the thing is, it's like reading so many different things, right? It's not only reading one particular source. It's like, all right, cool. Um, Let's say we have like, you know, pandemic markets like this, right? Like one of the things that I did was I was like, all right, great. Like how do I find historic, like historic readings on like historic books or historic pamphlets or newspapers on what happened in previous pandemics, Mm -hmm. right? Like what was a pandemic that happened like this, right? And of course, like, you know, after reading, you find out it's the 1918, 1919 Spanish flu. And that's the reason why, like I came out and when I read that, I was like, oh, they had two waves. Mm. Like that was the first thing that I I said, yo, this could happen twice, right? And like, that's the thing, like, History, history doesn't repeat itself, you know, like some, in some ways it does, but yeah. it, like it definitely rhymes, right? Like it may mm. not be the exact same thing, but it's like, oh, they kind of rolling kind of the same, right? Mm. Like they're, you know, they forced everybody to stay home in 1918. And then, you know, they were like, yo, nobody go outside because mad people dying. And then people got like tired of it. They were like, nah, I'm trying to go outside. And then when they went outside, like everybody celebrated going back outside (laughs) and then everybody got sick that was the second wave right so it's like like you you start to see the same things happen again you know and um and and when you're reading a lot like you just start picking up on trends 
Like you're reading something and you're like, I remember reading this before, or I remember this had happened at a particular time. Or these stats look the same as like a different period in time, right? And, right, right. and then you start to dig back and you're like, what happened after this? And then like, when you start looking at that, you're like, all right, like, what does that look like for our markets? So it might not look exactly the same, but you're like, all right, if I play around with these factors or I consider these new things that exist, right? Like I could, I could forecast a bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, so, that's, so that's, that's what you see me doing every day. Yeah. You forecast, you do that. And it's so, it's so, man, you, I know you make it sound so simple because it is simple. Right. But it's right. almost like the simple things are the things that people they don't believe it. They're like, nah, it ain't that simple. Like, cause you, you, you know how to create that money, create that. And some people think, well, nah, it can't be as simple as yo, just accumulating knowledge and just boring knowledge and things of that nature. So even me, you know, at, at some point I even, I bought, um, I bought this book um, called seeking wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's supposed to be about the way Charlie Munger makes decisions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's a deep book. But it's so boring, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. That's how it is. It's so boring, man. Like hey, I, to this day, I don't hey, think I ever finished that joint, yo. A lot of these things are very like rudimentary. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, like uh, and and it's crazy because like we we like to watch the NBA and we like to watch basketball players play against each other, right? But like, if you ever look at a basketball player in practice, like I played basketball in high school, so if you mm-hmm. ever go to practice, like practice is boring, like practice is very boring bro like practice is <laughs> yo get in a layup line you doing a thousand layups jump shots you doing a thousand jump shots you dribbling with your right hand you dribbling with your left hand right. dribbling between your legs like it's uh, it's very boring until you get to run scrimmages right like but like most of practice is just these boring rudimentary moves but what ends up happening is you end up building muscle memory Right. So now when you're in a game, like you could do between the legs on a crossover on somebody else so quick because you've done it so many times in practice that it's become like a part Mm. of who you are. Right. And like that's what reading these these materials are like. You know what I mean? Like you start like you read them for so long. Like I've been reading this type of stuff since I was like nine, ten years old. Right. So so like I've been reading this type of stuff so long for so much and for so long that like it just becomes natural. Like I'm just able to translate it up. Yeah. And you were translated because on your website, you kind of you kind of even on a dime, you explain complex, you know, topics in a way that your average you know, young black brother or sister can consume, you know, consume that knowledge, man. And that's why I like the dime so much. I'm like, yo, like my man really breaking this down for me. Cause you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't spend hours in the gym doing that workout that you talking about that practice. So you, you kind of break it down for me. Thank Um, you, bro. One of the reasons why I, one of the reasons why I do it is because I want to show folks that, you know, one of the things that we tend we, we don't like to do in business in general is we don't like, we don't humanize markets, right? Like we don't humanize mm. our markets. So yeah. what we tend to do is we, we tend to treat data as if they're just numbers, but like these numbers mean human factors, right? Like yeah, one of the things exactly. I did, one of the things I did last night on Twitter, um, and, and I was just up late cause like I'm out of school now, like I graduated. So it's like, everything's just like, all right, let's go back to fun, right? So I'm reading, I'm, and I and I liked, I got to look at the jobs report, and it's like the craziest jobs report we had probably ever, right? 
and um, we have 14.7% unemployment mm-hmm. and we we and you hear that number and you're like oh it's really crazy out here right yeah. but like when, like when you start to humanize that data you start to realize like why is 14.7% right like you like oh it's 14.7% cuz everything's closed mm-hmm. right like so literally like employees can't go to work cuz their boss is not at work exactly you know what i mean so it's like it's not that like oh yeah everybody's fired because they don't they're not needed anymore it's like not nah, like literally no one could go to work and they still need to get a check so yeah. they go and they file for unemployment because technically speaking they're unemployed right exactly but they're not really unemployed for real because if they job open back up up tomorrow like they bosses calling them like yeah. yo pull up fam we back yeah. right so so it's like this weird thing so like So and, and that's the thing when you humanize the numbers they actually make a little bit more sense but what's also interesting is you get to see other people panic right because they haven't humanized the numbers so now you're like wait so so since it's not this like what moves can I make right now yeah. that can give me some bread because everybody else believes it's something else right now exactly and like that's how you that's how you get ahead you know what I mean in this yeah. game No, nah, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So I want to switch gears a little bit, man, because you're a man of many talents. So we're going to talk about something else that, you know, I feel like a lot of young people, especially young black and brown people online talking about stocks, jumping in. You know, look, what's what's that app uh Robinhood? They made yeah. everything real easy for everybody to jump in the game and so, but a lot of people don't know what they're doing. And, right, right, right. You know, so like first of all, You know, how do you know, how do one who doesn't know about the stock market get caught up in the, in, in learning what they need to learn? That's number one, but then number two, how do we make the best decisions on what to, to invest in? So so I I'll answer I answer the questions in order. So like one yeah. of the things that you have to do is find find the easiest materials possible that can teach you the game in the simplest way, right? So like that's the reason why I made raising benjamin. So like my website is raisingbenjamin.com and if you go in the blog section, you can literally go all the way back to the beginning where I'm just like this is how you buy a stock, right? And mm-hmm. it's literally a link to Robinhood because from a user experience standpoint, it's like really easy to use Robinhood. And I yeah. did that after like having my my 9-year-old cousin play around with my phone and just to see if she knows how to use Robinhood. I was like, "Oh, she know how to use it. Anybody can use it." Right? Exactly. So so the first thing is just finding resources that can explain it easily for you, right? And some people are readers, right? So I I say read the blog. Um some people, some people are video folks, right? And um when it comes to video folks, I also folks I like you want to watch certain movies because they find different ways to explain things well in an entertaining way. So like if somebody wanted to learn about credit markets or bonds, right? I would tell them, "Watch The Big Short." Right? Yeah. Because The Big Short explains what a mortgage-backed security is, and a mortgage-backed security is just a type of bond. Mm. So you can learn bonds immediately by watching that type of movie, right? So so I always tell folks like find resources out there that can teach you things in a way that you can understand. 
um, I would say start with my site. And then if you want to hit me up and you're like, yo, I'm not really learning, DM me and I'll send you other resources that teach right. teach it in different types of styles so that like you can learn it, right? Um, so that's number one. Now, number two, when it comes to understanding a stock, right? Um, I always tell folks, like when you're buying a stock, like you're buying a piece of a business. Mm. That's all it is. You know what I mean? Like th- that's just that owning a quote unquote stock or having a stock certificate is just like a contract. It's just like a paper that says that you do own a piece of the business, but like you're owning a piece of a business, right? So when you're owning a piece of a business, you have to actually identify whether it's a good business. So questions you need to ask is one, um, is it, is this a good industry? Does this industry make good money? Mm-hmm. Right. Like two, um, is this, is this particular business doing better than other businesses in this particular industry? What makes this business different than its competitors? Right. Um, and of course the simplest thing, and, and that's, and this is like me trying to get folks to read more balance sheets, but like, did the company make more money than it spent? Yeah. It's simple. You know what I mean? Like, like, did they make more money than they spent? Cause if they made less money, then they spent, that's a company in a negative, right? Mm. Or if you have a company that's borrowing a bunch of money, right? Like, are they paying down their loans? Do they have to pay them all soon? Cause maybe that's not good if they don't have that much cash, right? Like, so these are things, it, it, it's, it's much more simpler, but like, obviously like Wall Street decided, uh, we're going to put all these different like statistics and <laughs> all these different names on them so that only <laughs> we can talk to each other. What's the, what's the price to book ratio? <laughs> what's in the earnings for share? Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? Like a book value is just what, what's the company worth bare bones? Like if we just look at the company's assets right. minus their liabilities, that's their book value. Right. And when you say price, to book ratio is what is the market price? Like the price that is trading at in the stock market. Like what is that price relative to their book value? Right. Right. Like is, is, is it? Yeah. I wish they didn't make it so complicated because more of us could play this game. You know what I mean? But obviously they got to keep us out. They got to keep us out. They got to keep us out. (laughs) It took me a while to get a Vanguard. I went and got a Vanguard a few years ago. Um, and and just kind of like uh, kind of said okay that's gonna be my way in i'll just you know i'll just get that whatever yeah and then um and then like more recently you know um i did jump on the robin hoods of the world you know and i was like Yo, you know what i'm gonna start throwing some paper behind what i know you know what i mean like i i don't even look and this might be bad advice and you could check me right now but i just like i just know certain industries like for instance i'm building an audio company now and so I I like to go on the the the, um, the investor calls of audio companies and kind of listen to how they build in their business because I'm like oh okay I can find some jewels and wisdom and then when I hear it's a good business I'm like wait oh you know what I think I'm gonna invest in them you know and so I recently did that with a company um, I don't know if it's, it's if it's ethical to say but I did it on I did it with a company Intercom I was mm. listening to Intercom joint and I was like yo like yeah, they kind of they kind of doing good, and it's in, during COVID nineteen. I'm like, okay, um, and then and then and then the businesses I know exactly what they doing to make profit, and then I went I went and saw their stock was like one dollar, 
And I just was like, all right, well, I'll just buy 170 shares. <laughs> like, right, like, right, I was just right. Like, yeah, like, you know I'm what's crazy? <laughs> what's crazy is you are doing it the right way. Like, this mm. is literally how you invest. Like, um, what's crazy is if you look at the way um, financial institutions are, like big investment banks, the way they are is they have, they have large teams of analysts, right? Um, and, and what they do with these analysts is all these people analyze stocks, but all the analysts like have specialties, right? So you have like a telecom media um, um, analyst, you have an oil analyst, you have a financial, like a banking analyst, you know what I mean? You have a tech analyst, right? And it's because all of these people either worked in those industries or literally built businesses in those industries. So they know how the business works. So then what they do is they write analyst reports, both on the industry and on a um, particular group of companies mm. in that industry. And they'll be like, yeah, these companies is going to pop because based on where the industry is going right now, they're well positioned. They, you know, they, they have some new patent or they have, you know, a, a new type of technology they're using or yeah. they have some really good talent that's really hard to get so on and so forth like that what you're doing you saying yo i just focus on audio companies because i know the audio business is exactly how banks work like that, that's how they work bro mm. so you're doing it the right way you know what i mean and that's why mm. i say like it's easier than we think right because intuitively you were like yo i know audio companies so let me just look at audio stocks right like that that's literally what they're doing they're like yo there's some dude that used to work at apple he don't work at apple no more um he's been a free for five years but he know apple in and out so let's hire this dude as an apple analyst and he's just gonna analyze apple only that's his job yeah. <laughs> like he's gonna wild. listen to the earning yeah, reports he's gonna do all this and then that's that's his joint you know what i mean and, and 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 we do the same but we think that it's harder right but it's just yo it's the same game it really Word. is it's not that crazy Word. I feel like we could talk about this all day, man. But I don't, I'm, I'm, I want to shift gears one more time, man, because I feel like, damn, man. Look, sign up to raise, raising Benjamin, man. I'm gonna give them all the links so they could, oh, yeah, could be absorbed sure. in everything that you're doing, bro. But like, yeah, I have and, to and touch I, on. Go I'm ahead, an go open ahead. book. I'm a, now I'm an open book. So like, you DM me, I, I respond. Like, like literally, give me like a few hours. I will Word. DM you back. Like I'm a very community oriented person. So I, I really love it when people hit me up and just like, you know, ask me questions and stuff like that. Like I love giving free game. Like that's my thing. Solid, solid. Yo, I want to touch on something I know a lot of people can relate to. They might be like, oh, we hear them stocks so we get it. We ain't really in that zone right now, but we trying to build our credit though. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. We right. trying Absolutely. to build our credit though. Like how do we get that popping? Like what's up? And so like, what's your, what's your take on, on 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 building credit man like I, I saw something you know for somebody who was trying to rebuild their credit and fortunately i was able to rebuild mine um you know from from being in, in, in a disaster zone you know what i mean but I, mm-hmm. I saw something online not too long ago that was really dope and i started te- te- not teaching it but telling people somebody said like netflix and chill you can get the netflix and build so it's basically you know you go get a credit card um for somebody who has really bad credit, that might be what, like a, what they call them provisional joints, the, the, the limited cards. Mm-hmm. And you, you basically put a subscription on it, like a Netflix or a Spotify or whatever. And you just pay that off. 
That's it. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Like I always so so on one end, if you're trying to build your personal credit back up, mm-hmm. I yeah, like that's the best game. Like put all your bills on a credit card, then take all the cash you was going to use to pay those bills and just pay off the credit card, bring it down to zero. Right. right. Um, I always tell folks do that because um, you're going to pay them bills anyway. So you might as well use it <laughs> to like build your credit at the same time. Exactly. Right? Um, one of the other things that I like to tell folks is, yo, like have two credit lines, like have two pieces, like have two credit scores. Right. Yeah. And, and when I say that, um, I, I want I want our folks to be really enterprising. So like I tell folks, yo, make an LLC if you got like a little side hustle or you got a little business that you want to build, make an LLC and build your LLC's credit. Right? Mm-hmm. Like open open lines of credit online. And I wrote and I wrote an entire like blog post on it. So I could definitely share it so so everybody could get that game. But um, but like open it, create an LLC, create an LLC, um, um, get a U line line of credit and get all the stuff that you get for your house. So like you get cleaning products for your house, you get toilet paper for your house, mm-hmm. you get, um, you get paper towels, you get all types of stuff for your crib or you get all types of stuff for your, um, for your, for your business, right? Like you get all yeah. types of, yeah, maybe you need boxes to ship products, like get it, get it off you line credit, then pay it off. Right. Because what you're doing with your business is now your business is building credit, Right. And now that your business is building credit and you personally are creating um, building your credit too, what's happening now is when you want to get a when you want to get a loan, like you say, oh, I also own this business that also has like a really great credit score. Yeah. You know what I mean? So or, or let's say you get like a really bad mishap, right? You get a mishap where you're like, oh damn, my credit score just fell 20 points, right? But I need a loan to grow my business, right? So you'll be like, all right, great. Like, let me just like secure the loan through my business. Or let me get a business line of credit with my bank, which operates very much like a credit card, right? Yeah. So, so these are things that we need to kind of like consider too. Because of course, like we focus heavily on our personal credit because that's the thing we hear about the most. Yeah. But like so many companies are just like, yo, let me just open a credit line on my business and just that's wild. like hop, I never hop thought away. about that. Because yeah. I, got, I got a credit card for my business now. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a Brex card. Yeah. Um, like a little, but that's not, I don't want to, I don't want to talk, you know, it ain't really like credit, but it is. Um, uh, but I got that for my corporate business, but I do have a personal LLC as well. Um, and Boom. I never thought about it. I never, I never thought about taking a line of credit out on my personal just, business. Just What's that? Right. Like, like that's the, like, that's the thing. Like all of these things, like, like functionally, like in a legal system, like every, company is a person Mm. like like literally like if you look at the definition of what a corporation is it is a u.s person like so every u.s person gets a credit score whether it's a personal person like you and me a human that we you know have Experian and we have transunion or whatever or like you have a corporation where um or llc where that company has what they call a Dun and Bradstreet, a Dun's number, right? Yeah. And that's their like experience, right? Mm. But like everybody gets one, you know what I mean? And 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 you get lines of credit off of that. Period. Right. So it's like, so play both, because one day you'll be in a jam and you'll be like, damn, my personal credit is screwed up. So let me like finesse it and, and just use my let me use my my business line of credit. Right. Or or like even the level up, even the level up is when you start buying, when you start buying a crib 
with your LLC. So I was getting ready to say that. I was about to move into a whole nother topic, and I think it might it might converge with what you're about to say now mm-hmm. in a sense where, like, Jay-Z, remember, everybody remember the famous line from the song. He was like, you know how they did it? Credit, right? So, like, it's, break that bar down, bro. Like, in that sense, like, what? why is credit the key to wealth in Jay-Z's eyes of how so, they did that? So, so the thing with credit, right, is you can... You can basically use money that you don't have to make money that's that then becomes yours. I, I hope that makes sense, and I hope like I am an investor. Basically, it, basically, like I'm not using my money, but everything I make off of this is mine, right? Because like with an investor, like when you make profits, you got to split it with the investor, right? Mm. But when you get credit, you just have to pay the interest rate on that loan or on that credit card. That's right. all you got to pay. Nobody owns a PC of business. And like, that's how these cats did it. They were like, I bet like I got, I got, I got an LLC. You know what I mean? Like my LLC has great credit and I've been getting mad cash off the LLC for a minute. So now the bank know I get money. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to go and cop a crib, but I'm not going to put all the money down. I'm not going to take all my money out the bank, out my account and, and put it in the crib. I'm going to borrow the bread from the bank. And I'm going to cop the crib. I'm going to rehab it. And then I'm going to put tenants in it. And I'm going to have the tenants pay the loan. And I'm going to take a piece of that bread and put it in my pocket. And when the loan is paid off, all that bread is mine. You didn't use your money. Yeah. Now, once in that space. Told me a yeah. while ago, it was like the only way to get rich is to leverage other people's money. Other people's money. That's it, bro. Like, that's what banks are doing. It's crazy because, like, we don't really, like, you know, we go to the bank, we deposit money right but like from from a like banks lend other people your money <laughs> like, like like banks is banks is not like bad like i'm about to pull my money out the bank chest and lend it to, nah banks is like good looks you put ten dollars in there i'm about to use eight dollars and lend it to somebody else mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna charge them interest on that eight dollars and then when you need your $8 back, I'm going to give it back to you, but I'm not giving you the interest that I charged to that other dude. <laughs> that's my bread. That's my bread. Now imagine, now imagine doing that with, with 300 million people. Right. Look how much money you can lend out. Look how much right. profit you can make. That's the reason why banks like, you know what I mean? Like that's why banks always out here cooking no matter what, right? Like, cause they're using other people's money to make money for themselves. And, 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 and the level up with banks on the internal side is they also know how everybody's spending their money. That's their data. Like I, a bank knows everything you spent your money on. Right. A bank knows where you, a bank knows where everybody's moving because they open in new bank accounts in new neighborhoods. So they're like, oh, if man, people move into Jersey, like, should we now start buying properties in Jersey with other right. people's money, and then, <laughs> and then and then and then sell it back to people? <laughs> like, right, right. like it's 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 literally other people's bread, and like that's why credit is important, especially like corporate credit, because like personal credit is obviously very important, but corporate credit is like the next level game. It's the yeah. next level game. It's the reason yeah, why like, I got like a limit. Right. Like, huh? And, and now nah, you right. Cause when I got my card, it was like, all right, cool. You got 
you know, like for me personally, like I, I can't speak for anybody else. Me personally, I ain't never have a car with a hundred thousand dollar limit or a twenty thousand dollar limit or anything like that. Like, and so when I first got that, and it was like, yeah, you got twenty k, you know, twenty, thirty, fifty k, and off bat, I was just like, oh, that's wild. With your corporate card? Yeah, with the corporate card. It's crazy. I was like, like that's wild. Off, wait, like. Y'all ain't got to check, like, what's up? Like, 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 I got it's, this? You got a company? Yeah. It made money? Yeah. I yeah. bet. Like, <laughs> all these folks with black cards, all these folks with black cards, like, a majority of the folks with black cards own their own businesses. Like, they own their own business. A, a high majority of them. Yeah. Like, if they don't own their own businesses, they're, like, extremely high net worth individuals. You know what I mean? They're like, right, yo, I make right. 300 bands a year as a, like, a doctor. But usually a lot of these doctors, what they do is they go and they open their own practice. So they got right, their own right, business. Right. Like, so then they get a black card. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's a completely different game with the corporate credit. And we don't talk right. about it enough at all. Nah, like, we, we don't talk about it at all. Because right now, I'm getting ideas right now based off what you're saying. Because in my mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody could get an LLC, right? Go get a line of credit. Do exactly what you just said, which is build a good credit history, you know, buy stuff, pay it off, buy stuff, pay it off. Now you built that history. Now you able to get a bigger loan or bigger line of credit and invest in your business yourself. You don't even necessarily have to go to somebody else. And that's what that's what's happening a lot right now. And in the startup space, like VCs are literally fighting with other VCs to invest in companies and companies are like, yo, like interest rates are really good right now. I actually don't <laughs> need y'all. I could just go to the bank and borrow because like I've been revenue positive for the last year and the bank knows that. So they're just like, let me just borrow the bread instead of having yeah. a, having Why give away a piece of your company where you can get a credit line of like 50,000 and just, you got a way to get that. you got a way to make that 50 turn to a hundred. Exactly. You know what I mean? And like, like that's, that's the importance. Like that's the difference in the game. You know what I mean? Like, and and we don't, like I said, like we don't talk about it, about it enough, but it's really like the difference maker. You know what I mean? Like people are buying entire companies with credit. They call that a leverage buyout. (laughs) And Hovis talked that. Hovis talked about that. You know what I'm saying? Like Hovis talked about that in certain songs. You know what I mean? And like, Netflix yeah, doing and, a lot of that. Netflix just borrowed like what, like five hundred million to make to make TV to, shows. They not even make, spending their own money to it's make. It's not their bread. It's not their bread, bro. And then they're gonna make bread off it. They're gonna make bread off it. And then they're gonna and then they're gonna pay it back. They're gonna pay it back. Wow. And then they and then all the bread they made is theirs. No equity split. Nothing. Like Netflix made that money, and it's for Netflix and their shareholders. That's, That's it. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like like a lot of people like. A lot of people look at CFOs and they're like, all right, CFO does the managing of the finances of the company. But like CFO is just dumb nice at managing loans. Like they know how to secure loans. They know how to manage the bread so that the, so that the company is like positioned well so that they yeah. can borrow more money. And they got yeah. like man plugs and connects with banks so they could be like, yo, what's good? I need a line of credit of a billion dollars right now. I'm Netflix CFO. And they're like, oh yeah, I know you from, from business school. You go. Right. <laughs> and then now, right. like next thing you know, Netflix buys a small movie studio for two hundred fifty million. They got seven hundred fifty million available to make bad movies in that studio, and it's just a line of credit that they just paying up, paying down. 
paying up, paying down. So like the credit game is just a completely different op that um that on a corporate scale could really like change the game for a lot of people. Man, you changing the game for me right now. I'm like, wait, hold up. Cause I'm like, yo, like, you know, of course, like obviously I got corporate, I got two corporations. I got my personal and then I got, you know, my ABF creative. And so like mm-hmm. ABF is on his own, it's on a machine, it's already got like a fraction, you know, we already doing our thing. But I'm thinking personally, like, how do I build and how can I continue to use that to even, you know, increase my wealth, like you saying, right? Yeah. You know, um, that's what I want to do. I want to use credit to increase my wealth. Right, right, right. So, like, one of the things, like, I always tell folks, start with the simple stuff. So, the simple stuff is, like, literally going uline.com, make an account for your company, and order toilet paper and paper towels and napkins and order a mop and (laughs) like order markers, order pens, order packages, like just order everything that you would use to make your business work from Uline and do it on the Uline line of credit and just pay the line of credit down. So they're going to start you with like a net 30. And the net 30 is basically, if we lend you money, you got to pay back in 30 30 days. days, Mm -hmm. Right. But then as you like using a joint and paying it down more, they're going to increase you to a net 60 then a net 90, right? And now, like, when you at that net 90, like, you're, like, you're lit. Like, right, you literally right. could buy a mop today and don't got to pay it back till the next quarter, yeah. right? So, like, so like you do that with Uline. And then you go to Quill, which is also like a Uline, but they have different products. And you're like, I bet I'm about to net 30, net 60, net 90. So now you have two lines of credit open. So when you go to the bank, or, or when you, cause like gas stations got those too. They got lines of credit for businesses. Right. A lot of folks don't know that, but like you get a gas card and it's just a line of credit. So if you drive it back and forth for your business, you just use your gas card, you pump your gas and then you pay down the line of credit later. That's what a lot of trucking companies have. Right. Mm. So you do that. You build your line of credit with the, with the, with the gas company, whichever, you know, whether it's BP or Sunoco, whichever joint that's near your crib that you use. And then, and then with all those lines of credit and the revenue from your business, you, you go to the bank and you say, yo, what's good? I'm trying to extend my line of credit. I've been a customer with y'all since I opened, I've been had my bank account and y'all see my transactions. You know what I'm saying? I'm bringing in bread. I got lines of credit. I'm paying them down. I got four, five, six lines of credit. And and the bank is like, bad. Like, lit. Like, yeah, I'll give you ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars. Or they might even 10x the amount of revenue that you got. So if you got twenty thousand dollars worth of revenue, you could probably borrow like three times that. So you could probably borrow sixty bands. So I at least have a sixty thousand dollar line of credit, right? That's wild. In your joint. And then once you got your line of credit built up, then you like say, I want a loan. <laughs> like I want no. I, I want Brad now. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Like, yo, you yeah, got man. me you got me thinking of of amazing things I'm gonna do, bro. Cause like I've been building credit with my business for a for a long time with ABF Creative. Um, you know, and we've been basically building credit since we started. You right. know, as far as like everything we've been doing was been on the Brex. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just building, 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 building. And the, and the bureaus like that. They're looking at that activity like, yeah, this is this is what we like. Right, right. This is right. what we like. He 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 cooking, he paying that down, he doing his thing. Uh, but you so never like, made me think to do it on my personal. 
That's now personal, that's, bro. Yeah, so now I'm like, yo, why haven't I done that on my personal? Like, right. you got me thinking, like, yo, like, that's crazy. I never thought about that, man. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like a lot, of, a lot of people and a lot of companies do that. You know what I mean? Like, like the whole idea of having a corporate card by itself is just like you got to have a company to have a corporate card, but people keep it on their person to pay for dinners, right? But like, you got an LLC. That's a company, bro. Like. Once you have an LLC, you got a company. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you, you. That's a corporation. You know right. what I mean? I am an LLC. All my money comes right. through that. You know what I mean? Right. I don't do nothing else. And now, <laughs> and now the bank know how much bread you got. So the bank yeah. is like, yo, like, oh, you need a bar. Yeah, we know you got it. We know you're good for it. We see how much bread you got. Like we right. see you can pay it down. So what's up? Yeah. <sighs> Wow, man. I wish I could have you here all night, bro. But oh yeah, yeah for sure, man. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm always hoping to come back, man. I'm always hoping yeah, to come we, back. We might again. need to make we might need to make this like a nice little finance, like a good finance podcast every month, man. Like once a month or something, man. Get you on here, man. I'm just down to pull up. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Like so- I enjoy just sharing the game with folks because I'm like, I'm like, yo, I know that once everybody knows this type of stuff, they just gonna cook. You know what I mean? It's literally just off the strength that, like, for years, we've just been, like, kept out of this system. We've been told that, like, nah, this is boring. This is not for you. But, like, folks is out here wilding. <laughs> folks is getting money Word. Le- left and right, buying cribs, buying your whole block off you. And you don't even know how. And it's because they kept telling you, like, stay out, right? So, so I want to give folks the opportunity to kind of get in. And just to kind of like, you know, take over, give give them that shot. Right, right. You're doing that, man. We're going to bring you back, bro. And yo, once again, thank you so much, man, for coming on here. Um, any any part in like words, I mean, Instagram accounts, any final like shout outs, anything like that you want to tell people? So people, because people going to hit you up. You, oh, you, yeah, you yeah. offered yourself there, so they're going to take advantage. So how can they... How can they take advantage? For sure. So my Instagram is at C Joe Black at the letter C, the letter C J O E Black, like the color. Uh, my website is raisingbenjamin.com. And the only part in words I have is yo, read the financial newspapers. Just read mm. them. Cause it's all there. Like it's literally all there. And they print them every day. Um, CEOs of companies read the Wall Street Journal. You should too. So um, that's my part in words. Yeah. 